Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Hey, all you Holly weirdos. On today's episode of Holly Weird Paranormal Podcast, we kind of dive a bit into the mysterious, the paranormal, and also the history of one of the most important pieces of properties here in Los Angeles, and that is Marilyn Monroe's Brentwood Home. News that the owner of 12305 Fifth Helena Drive wanted to destroy the home spread quickly this week after the New York Post reported that it was in the initial stages of the demolition process. But as of Friday, September the 8th, Councilwoman Tracy Park had received many calls and emails in regards to this horrible news. She worked rigorously with her team and the Cultural Heritage Commission to consider the home for inclusion in LA's list of historic cultural monuments. And the motion was approved, giving the CHC 75 days to evaluate and approve the house as a landmark. So sit back and relax as we talk about the mysterious owners of the Brentwood home who wanted to destroy this historic residence where our blonde bombshell Marilyn Monroe passed and the neighbors who actually fought back along with the possibility that her Brentwood and Runyon Canyon home may have some ghostly activities. We also touch on other historical locations in and around Los Angeles that are on the verge of being demolished or have been demolished. Okay, so you already know the drill. Why don't you pour yourself a little bubbly if you're over the age of 18 and maybe gather your diamonds since Marilyn Monroe did remind us that diamonds are a girl's best friend. And since some do like it hot, it is pretty hot here in Los Angeles, so get that fan blowing. It's a whopping 102 degrees here in Los Angeles. Let's get Holly Weird in Brentwood, y'all. This is BJ. And this is Mitra. And we're from the Unrefined Podcast. Do you like ghost stories, urban legends, spooky tales that will chill your spine? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I just, I'm just getting into it, okay? Just a little bit. But seriously, if you want to hear us talk about all things that are unexplained. But with a good sense of humor. Then tune into Unrefined, your favorite paranormal podcast. New episodes out every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to subscribe to get the latest episodes of Unrefined right to your device. All right, guys, welcome to Holly Weird Paranormal Podcast. We're your hosts, Tammy Merhep Chavez. Hi, I'm Bryce Mitchell-Williams. And we are very happy to say that Marilyn Monroe's Brentwood home has been salvaged thanks to what? Councilwoman Tracy Park. What a whirlwind. And it has been a Tracy Park, what a legend. <laughs> been a crazy couple of days with this yes. news and everything. True to form with Marilyn. I mean, we've talked about this on a couple of different occasions, but like this is the most like LA experience. <laughs> and of course, it's like surrounding her the most like Yeah. She is the industry. She sort of is among others, like, but she sort of exemplifies the glory and the gore of the industry and this town. She does. She's our Mary Mother of Los Angeles. Like, True. whenever you think of Hollywood, everybody thinks of Marilyn Monroe. And yeah. um, for one of her relics to be demolished, that was like a hope timeout. OK, yeah. you could take away the Brown Derby, the Viper Room and right. all these other places, but you cannot tear down this house of hers because this yeah. is like you're pretty much demolishing her it's yeah. just one of those things where it's like what what are you gonna build there like another fucking high-rise expensive unaffordable oh, yeah, I apartment think that was, like, 
I Come think on. that was kind of the of course it was the name of the game. Like they were going to either build a bigger home or like a couple of like condos for this company. It's it's very bleak. I'll go into detail for you guys yeah. that are just tuning in. So a couple of days ago, as of September the sixth or seventh, uh, fans and Brentwood residents were mourning over the potential demise of the Marilyn Monroe's final residence which is located in the neighborhood of Brentwood. This is the Spanish colonial home that she last purchased after her split with Arthur Miller. And this was the place where she will pass in August of 1962. The home was built in 1929 and Monroe did own it independently. So this was hers. This was her baby right here. And um, I think she did pay for this property. Get this. She paid $75,000 for this property (laughs) after she officially split with Arthur Miller. Which, like, look, for sure, that's, like, (laughs) $75,000 of, like, 60s money. So I get that. But even then, like, goddamn. Right. (laughs) So it has, like, since her passing, I know that it has gone through several different types of hands. But as of 2017, according to Rest in Peace Los Angeles, writer Nathan Marsak really dug into the ground to find a lot of due diligence on who was behind this possible demolition. So according to his research of 12305 Fifth Helena Drive, the property was sold in 2017, I think for 8.5 million or i think it was probably a little lower trying Damn. to look for the price here but it was sold to oh here it is it was sold uh may 2017 for 7.2 million to glory of the snow llc and then something weird happens mm-hmm. in july of 2023 it's sold to the glory of the snow trust so it sold itself the house again mm. except that it sold it to a trust for 8.3 million dollars wow and according to his paperwork on the ownership timeline it's a gentleman by the name of andrew shahur mm. so we don't know anything about this trust we don't know I mean, based on Nathan's research, he's like, I can't find anything in regards to this company, but it's possibly, it's possible that this is something that is overseas. Sure. And they're doing something a little weird and a little shady, and they messed with the wrong house. Right. But this is the way, like, this. there's so many loopholes that you can uh, exploit, I will say, (laughs) through, like, real estate in this county and also like with llc core and like look not uh, i lasted as long as i could but like we were watching in real time as like llc corporations and like nefarious land barons yeah ruin the housing economy through airbnb like there is an a to b correlation like all these people who are like buying houses for airbnb and then like whining and crying because no one's renting from them. But it's like, well, I'm just like really not interested in someone owning like 24 houses that they're just like renting out. Like that's really not what Airbnb was designed for. But they've like exploited this loophole. And especially in L.A. County, like people are offering in cash offers for you know, we were talking about it when you were looking for a house. Thousands and thousands of dollars over asking price in cash. Like that's not a family going and being like, "Hey, we oh, want to live here." No, yeah, that is a company or a friend. And yeah, it's like, are they? There's all kinds of like foreign real estate development, and like, look, I get it. They're in the business to make money, but it just has such a dark side to it. And then they're like looking around, like, yeah, there's a reason like no one can afford houses anywhere in this country, let alone Los Angeles County. But like. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's not only Airbnb, Airbnb too, but it's also overseas money. So you have a lot of these people from overseas, specifically mm-hmm. China and Israel, that are coming in, and it's been proven they purchased these properties yeah. here for millions and they laid dormant. Yeah, they're lit. I mean, it's proven that. I mean, these places that they've just purchased are still empty. Yeah, and it's really, empty, really sad. Used, not being utilized, and again, like it's not mm-hmm. like someone's buying. Even like, look, you want to talk about like speaking of the strike these people who are like complaining about like 
A-list celebrities being in support of the strike, first of all, like have some class solidarity. Like a multimillionaire is actually not your enemy. And I get that that's difficult to understand because you're like, but they're so rich and they are. But even someone like Hillary Duff selling her mega mansion for like 32 million, if I'm remembering the number correctly, that's more money than I will ever see in my life. Right. And like, <laughs> yeah. Should that be taxed and like appropriately dispersed? Yes. Mm-hmm. But that she's closer to being an average working class person, even selling her mansion for that than she is to being a billionaire. Like she's not the problem. These A-list celebrities who are maybe even buying second or like third mega mansions, that is still an equity. I'm not saying that they're like off the hook, but that's not the issue here. The issue is these like billion dollar industries foreign interests zillow airbnb corporations real estate moguls international interests buying hundreds of these houses and then like you're saying leaving them completely dormant and it's this is across the country like it's everywhere and so yeah Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, it's like this is important because, yes, obviously, I want to support the like restoration of historical landmarks in Los Angeles. We're notoriously very bad at that in this city, but it's like a greater issue that's happening. The person that bought it may or may not have even known what oh, the specific house is. 100%. They're just seeing a number on a spreadsheet. They don't know. They don't know. It's just like, oh, we have this prime property in Brentwood. And if, for mm-hmm. those of you that are not familiar with Brentwood, mm-hmm. this is a pretty prime area. Like, it's it's in the millions and millions, like mm-hmm. almost billions now. Like, you have to have a great chunk of money in order to live here. Like, if you're a celebrity, yeah. a huge, you know, political figure, I think yeah. even Maria Shriver and um, her husband um, mm-hmm. from the Terminator was the same. Oh, my God. Arnold Schwarzenegger on <laughs> my mind today. It's still the morning. Yeah, yeah, um, I think they even own property here, too, at one point. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's pretty expensive. So, of course, they were going to buy and then wait for it to possibly go up in property value and then sell it to its own company in some weird way into a trust. It so, too, that they bought it for an amount and then sold it to themselves for a higher amount. Yeah, it's it's very sus. And there's not a lot of information online that you can find in regards to Glory of the Snow LLC. And I even tried looking for it. And all I could find yeah, was just a definition for a flower that's seen overseas. No, so, but I mean, that's the way is that like, <laughs> that's why they create these companies. Is to, exactly. Uh, and I know that there has been a sign in front of her house since 2021. Um, and then I know that it's been, um, I think it was something that was finally put into process with its demolition. So that's when people were like, no, we got to hurry up because this is going to be, you know, pretty soon that they're going to demolish it. So according to this Los Angeles Times article here, um, there was a... Marilyn Monroe impersonator. I'm sure a lot of people know who I'm talking about. And for those that don't, it's Jasmine Kiswell, who made a huge scene on TikTok by impersonating and looking like and dressing up as Marilyn. She took her impersonation so far where she and her husband, Maverick, ended up purchasing one of Marilyn Monroe's homes. And this is a home in Runyon Canyon. So why is Kiswell under so much scrutiny and fire because of this demolition? Well, people really didn't do their research or mm-hmm. understood that Marilyn Monroe lived everywhere in Los Angeles. Right. He owned properties. And one of those was, you know, definitely the Runyon Canyon home. So she purchased this home with then husband um, Joe DiMaggio in the 50s. This was a home they owned. This was the home that Joe was hoping to raise a family with Marilyn. And unfortunately, that wasn't it. They divorced. And um, this is where now Jasmine Kiswell and her husband live in. So people got really confused. And they're like, Jasmine, why are you tearing down the home in Brentwood? She's like, there's two different types of homes. Like, right. I'm not I'm not there. That's not the one. I'm. Right. It's not it. Another thing that has been brought up is, well, why are they demolishing the home? Like, could it be something else? Could it be? And here's where we get a little is spooky, guys. Oh, I know. Of course, Hollywood Paranormal. Almost. Um, 
was it because of something otherworldly? So the Times also brings up a couple of ghost stories in regards to Jasmine's Runyon Canyon home of possibly being haunted hmm. by Marilyn Monroe. If you follow her on TikTok, she has had a couple of story times where she shared ring camera footage of mm-hmm. hearing a woman singing in the background when no one's home, of doors opening and closing by themselves. She also brought in like a team to come in and a psychic to come in where they had clarified that there's not only one but other entities that have roamed in and out of this establishment. Also, in regards to the Brentwood home, it also has been rumored that people have claimed to have seen um, an apparition of a woman that fits the description of Marilyn Monroe. Wow. In and around the property. And also, this is the property where she passed in 1962, mm-hmm. which let's all agree or disagree. But, I mean, it was a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy. <laughs> yes. I don't think she ended her life. I think it. someone ended it for her. And Let me tell you a little something about Bobby. And she- <laughs> <laughs> know, right? It just like, it yeah. makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and things obviously. just didn't add up. Wild conjecture. (laughs) But in the end of the day, I don't think it's ghosts that are causing, you know, these people to want to demolish it. It all comes down to money. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned before, we're seeing this actually happen. And I'm surprised no one is saying anything about or doing anything. Or maybe we don't know um, in regards to the Viper Room off of Sunset Boulevard. So the Viper Room is also set to be demolished. And um, a of course, you know, what's going to be built over it is a huge Skyrise condominium provided with a, you know, a little shopping mall in the lobby. You'll get some, you know, fragrances, a smoothie and maybe a pitia bowl. Sure. But yeah, I know for a fact that they were even trying they were hinting on doing something across the street with the Whiskey A Go-Go. And they're like, no, this is actually registered as a historical um location so you cannot touch it but i don't yeah. think that the viper room was considered to be a um historical location or like land developers and like real estate developers they're just like scrupulous they don't mm-hmm. actually care it's just like oh but we could make so much money here like okay sure great i don't know it's just it's very disappointing yeah Oh, yeah, it it is. And I mean, we've seen this happen all over the city, too. For all you like true Angelinas, I'm sure you guys remembered the Brown Derby or heard stories Mm -hmm. about it. And the Brown Derby was a location. um, It it looked like a brown hat. It was a restaurant where all these big old Hollywood stars would venture to. And unfortunately, that was torn down. And you would think, you know, for a structure that looked like that with its history, and this cachet of like famous Hollywood people that would venture there would be seen there. It would be salvaged, but unfortunately it wasn't. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some places that, you know, can be saved and others that for some reason just were not able to be saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- well, I think it's that thing of like, it happens very quickly. And so you have to kind of get a council person who's willing to work with you. And there's a lot of red tape and a lot of hoops and, Unfortunately, the real estate market moves very quickly. So these sales and demolitions can happen within weeks, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that's, I mean, we talked about it so much, like especially in these like post-COVID scenarios, so many things, oil can Harry's and all of these places. Oh, yes, yes. Oil that were like unique and like different and like, yeah, a little campy and like niche. But the city is just being homogenized. So it's just mm-hmm. like all, it just all looks the same, feels the same. And look, there are still places where that is the case, that there's, you know, culture and joy and unique experiences, but they're getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, they are. It's sad. I, uh, from what I, I just pulled up this information on the Viper Room, and mm. it looks like, guys, that something might happen. So based on an article, I want to say through the realdeal.com on May 9th of 2023, the historic Viper Room would be demolished, but it looks like there's other plans that might be in motion. There's a third vision for redevelopment of the iconic nightclub. 
and they're going to see if maybe they could possibly revamp it and move it in, kind of mute fuse it into the Skyrise condominiums. Oh, boy. Maybe. We don't know. But there is a third vision for it that might, it might salvage something of it. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of what happens. Sometimes there's like community pushback and then they kind of readjust and they're like, no, we're just like going to remodel it. And uh, I was thinking about the, there's that like storyline in Burlesque, the Christina Aguilera share movie. And they like (laughs) basically, they like save the Burlesque theater because they like appeal to the homeowners in the area. And they're like, do you want like a high rise like ruining your view? And it's like, yeah, you have to almost like, get people to like appeal to their selfishness to save these like historical landmarks like la angelino homeowning kind of people they love their view unobstructed view from the hill so if you can kind of like convince them i think that's actually what did happen with oil can harry because it's like on the left side there on ventura but there's like houses up the hill there yes it was going to be an apartment building and they like got the community to like rally around i don't remember specifically what's happening with oracle here it still was sold it still is being like developed but i think it has to stay under like a certain height to not obstruct the views from the hill so like people you know appeal to selfishness when when all else fails yeah um, for everyone that is not too familiar with Oil Can Harry's, Bryce, what is Oil Can Harry here in Studio City? What is well, it all about? Yeah, it used to be <laughs> uh, sort of like a queer line dancing yes. bar in Studio City. Um, and again, like that's not everyone's cup of tea. I've only met a couple of times, but it's something different and it's unique. And there's a history there and it's been around for decades Mm-hmm. Under different ownership, of course, but um, it's just one of those things that, like, we get rid of it and then it's like scratching our heads, like, oh, why does all of LA just feel like an air wand in Beverly Hills? Yeah, there's anything wrong with that, but there's like a place for that, and there's a place for celebrating the weird little history that this city has. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a landowner, so like, <laughs> I'm sure it feels differently when you're the one trying to like make money. But like, come on. Well, I have a good, um, I have good news. Yes, I just noticed here in the news that as of May 11th of 2022, Oil Can Harry's was finally recognized as a historical cultural uh, monument. Yeah. So it was closed in 2021, and in May, it was finally um, given its due. It was finally recognized a his- as a historical and social document uh, monument. Pardon me. So wow. it has been salvaged. It's been saved. Yeah. <laughs> and it is one of the longest-running LGBTQ plus bars mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. It opened in 1968. And um, when it was purchased in, I think it was in 2021, uh, the owners didn't want to continue operating it as a gay bar. And that's when, of course, like you said, people are like, hold on, hold, hold the phone. Hold on. No, yeah. we're, we're going to this is still going to continue to be, you know, an LGBTQ plus bar. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not the same. It's I think they're doing like a little bit. It's still a bar for sure. And it's still yeah. like, will have a similar name, but I don't think it's like it won't be a line dancing Would be fine. Like that's the change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. LA, LA is crazy. It really is. But if, one, if we could really work together, we could really get something done, you know? Yeah, truly. And I mean, I went on social media, too, and I was like, guys, you know, I, I researched on Rest in Peace Los Angeles mm-hmm. that we need to write letters to Sean Silva, who is a Silva servant and has connections to Tracy Park, who is our Los Angeles councilwoman. Yes. And if you have you seen her like homegirl embodies like this essence of Marilyn if you mm. look at her and Sarah Paulson like if Sarah Paulson <laughs> and, and Marilyn Monroe <laughs> had a baby it, yeah, it would be Tracy Park but That's she hilarious. looks so cute with her cute little like curled like bob and her yeah. little red eye glasses with a red lipstick she was giving she was certainly giving and of course 
you know, her and her team received all of the emails, all of the calls. People really did an immediate call to action. So Park introduced the motion to temporarily save the home during Friday's council meeting, and it will undergo the process to be declared as a historical landmark. And according to her quote, the overwhelming sentiment here is clear. This home must be preserved as a crucial piece of Hollywood and the city of Los Angeles's history, culture and legacy. This home is equivalent of what Graceland is in Tennessee. Like this is something that you you can't tear down Graceland. You can't tear down Marilyn Monroe's Brentwood home. Well, I think like the thing is, too, is that it's just about like conversation with the community and like not this weird like rushing and like under the desk hidden kind of behavior that is so common unfortunately uh like if we get to as a community discuss like this historical significance and what it could look like and what it means to the community and the history of the city that's an open conversation that like should be had like that's fine but it's just like these it's a rush like oh i didn't even know that this was happening until we started talking about not we until sort of people started like raising the concern Mm -hmm. but if we weren't even like 10 years ago social media was very different it was very we were we were fed the information that we were fed whereas now you get to like see people boots on the ground and i love that but if we don't have those situations, we should still be having the conversations. Like if someone wants to do this, they should have to go through a more rigorous process than just like buying and getting the land grants. Like if someone hadn't figured this out and started raising awareness, it would have already been demolished. Like it would have been too late. Yeah, because according to the LA Times article, like uh, as I mentioned, Jasmine Kiswell and her husband noticed that there were already signs of demolition um, on the home in 2021 right and again it's like i and... hear people being like but they bought it they have the right to do like what they want with it and there is an element of truth to that but it comes back to like who has the privilege of buying this and like how is the purchasing being done and what are they doing with like i'm sorry but ultimately this was like a, a column of row on a spreadsheet like there's no way they knew like oh like i'm not saying that there's some like mustache twirling person being like we're gonna destroy Marilyn Monroe's legacy they just mm-hmm. they were doing the machine of real estate was running and this was about to be composted through that like that is not a good system to have in place there needs to be checks and balances that prevent this kind of thing from going under the radar or only being stopped in case someone notices that it's happening like that's not a good system no it's not. Uh, uh, I know. <laughs> don't even get me started. Reform now. I don't know. I, <laughs> there's so much going on, especially like in the midst of, you know, this almost happening and then the writer's strike yeah. and so on and so forth. And um, it, it, right, which again, like, literally we're in that we're in the, the age of like, really, we need to eat the rich. We need really. to eat. And it's that thing of like, well, they like. You know, these CEOs, they're getting they're making all this money because like that's their job. Their job is to make their investors money. And that is true. But again, it just comes down to like, but what are they actually like? What are they actually providing? Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, okay, yes, this person or this corporation or whatever bought this property. So technically they can do whatever they want to because their property. But how and why and who is has access you and i've been afforded by that oh hell no oh no who want to preserve the history of this city don't usually have access to buy these kinds of properties so it's like well yes we can talk all we want about like the legality but legality and morality are two separate conversations like 100 percent. yes i don't know support the writer strike like (laughs) (laughs) although i think a slight tangent it's very interesting because we're now like we're seeing all the short-term things that corporations always do to break up strikes are now kind of coming to a close so they you know they were able to share their articles about like the short-term profits that they made and their q4 was incredible and and now we're starting to see like 
the numbers that are starting to roll in for mm-hmm. like the beginning of the year and the, the lineups. I don't know how closely you're following, but like the lineups for fall programming are laughably bad. And we're starting to see like, yeah, we're kind of headed toward the end game and you're about to lose your jobs. So like, how long do you really want to keep going? Because the writers and the actors are not going anywhere. We're They're in not. It. Oh my God. We're in it. We're already past day 100. Like we're in it for the long haul. We are. The community has risen up to support people. You are not, you've already lost this fight, but like how much blood do you want to bleed to like, prove your point i just think we're going to start seeing i mean we already saw the one get murdered by vladimir putin so like let's just like call a spade a spade like there already are ceos who are all let's not even talk about like how many of them are about to get fired and obviously they all have golden parachutes they're going to be fine but if you like your job if you like the power that you are addicted to you need to come to the table and like give the writers what they want. It's such a low ask. It's so embarrassing how little we're actually asking for. It's almost looking uh, like it's a bit petty. Oh, like, it's it, it, it just especially they want slaves. They want slaves, and especially like the like the other news stories that I'm seeing. How like CBS execs are like asking um, the city to prune and cut branches off of certain trees on certain streets. To prevent yeah. any shade for the protesters. Well, that yeah, that whole thing was so crazy because they actually did that without permission. Like, in order to trim certain trees in Los Angeles, you actually have to do it through the city. Mm-hmm. They did that, and the fine that they were the universal fine was like so low. I think it's like two hundred and fifty dollars. It's just so nothing they, to them. Like they don't care. That's yeah. like if you were fined a half a penny. Like okay, sure, whatever. Like, probably more effort to get half a penny than to actually like, pay the fine. Uh, so they were able to basically get away with doing that without any consequence. But again, those are like short-term solutions to like break up the union busting and it just won't work. Like historically, yeah. that just never works. What a time. We live in the <laughs> What a time to be alive right now, especially like, in wow. Los Angeles. Like yes. we're watching like, oh, they're building like straight up company towns. Like, did we not learn this lesson? Like what the fuck is going on you never do because and uh, i mean we talked about it time and time and mm-hmm. again like history always repeats itself so here we yeah, go they just, they just learn new words they like, call it something different and like see it's not the same <laughs> mm-hmm. it looks like a duck and smells like a duck looks like a duck there you go here's yeah, but look we'll take the wins like the fact that this house was able to be like temporarily like let's just take a second and like reevaluate what's happening and that there's like a council person who acted quickly and listened to the community. Like we will exactly. Exactly. Uh, another tidbit too, I wanted to mm. share about the Brentwood home. Um, another famous person is also tied to it. So many of you may have forgotten that Anna Nicole Smith rented the home for a period of time when she was just starting to make it big in Hollywood. So we had two famous blondes. Very famous lawns in Hollywood live in this home. So there you go. Love history. Yes. But I am just really glad that we were able to come together and, you know, really communicate with the people that we voted for. I mean, I'm proud to say that I voted for Tracy. And I'm really happy that, you know, that vote really proves to me that she gets the job done. Totally. And, um, We'll see what happens there. But I mean, we've also talked about another location too, where the Los Angeles Historical Conservancy mm-hmm. um, has saved and salvaged the Victorian homes mm-hmm. and placed them in a little area known as Heritage Square as well. So that is another piece of history that has been salvaged because, you know, oh, here we are once again trying to erase history. These beautiful Queen Anne Victorians were set to be demolished in and around California. And these society, these historical societies swooped in and saved them, yeah. collected them, and moved them to this location in Los Angeles where now you could, you know, view and visit them. Yeah. And if you guys have ever, ever, ever gone to Heritage Square, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a little Queen Anne Victorian village. It it really is a village. I, I know a lot of shows, yeah. films have been shot there. Um, My friend is actually in a show that's there right now. They did a similar thing last year, and you like walk through 
the little like village and depending like there are like bigger scenes like mm-hmm. group scenes in like the church and all of those places that we were as well um for our live show exactly but you're, like, that's what I was gonna through, do it, you're like walking through and like you can kind of see like different parts of the play with like depending on where you go it's like kind of like a choose your own adventure in these like historic haunted buildings and it, it's a spooky little play um <laughs> But yeah, it's just so crazy. Like that's, you know, when we preserve spaces, then that thing that they can be used for are so creative and like interesting, as opposed to just like another apartment that like nobody lives in or can afford. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you go there now to Heritage Square, there's so many Halloween yes. and fe- festivals and stuff, or carnival festivals, and you can actually do. Here we go with the spookies. You could do a Victorian ghost hunt. Mm-hmm. And I know some of the docents there lead you through the homes by candlelight and teach you how um, individuals back in the Victorian era uh, would do, mm-hmm. you know, seances and paranormal investigations, which is really, really nice. They also do a wake um, presentation where they go into um, a lecture of how wakes and funerals were presented in the Victorian mm-hmm. era. Which is also really cool. So there, I mean, it does, you know, lend to education and bringing the community together yeah. when you know a piece of history is saved. Yeah, and I love that place, and I'm so so happy that we were able to do our live show there. Yeah, it was so cool. It's such a yeah, venue. Yeah, it's such a cool venue. And if you haven't gone, and I highly recommend that you go visit, donate to them, and yeah. Support them, follow them too on Instagram. They're under Heritage Square, and you can also see the list of events that they have going on. I know there was another one that Zachariah the Witch, our friend, was a part of called Carnival. And I think there are probably, I think Midsummer Scream might do another one too soon there. I'm not sure, but definitely, definitely go catch it during the fall. Get you into spooky fall vibes, of course. Yeah, my friend's show that's there right now, I think it's running through October, November. It's called Fangs. So obviously it's about dentists. Um, Oh, no, vampires, right. Same thing. (laughs) Vampire dentists. No, I think it's like a period piece. And again, it's like super spooky. And so again, like when these places are saved, then they are able to be used by the community for all kinds of different, like, artistic expressive joyous occasions i don't know mm-hmm. la irks me sometimes God you know what should have been saved i'm just gonna say it is marilyn monroe's dress that kim kardashian wore or the gala and again and like this is another perfect supposedly where it's like we just are erasing history for our own benefit Mm-hmm. who is that for like why are we doing this and like look there was a lot of backlash so i don't think she came away looking like super untarnished by that decision but like the yeah. dress is still damaged the dress oh is my still... god absolutely all the seams are pulled gemstones are like like they're already torn off yeah there's a run it yeah it's it's a mess i already knew like that was going to be very problematic especially yeah. for like the fabric and the weight of it i'm like mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not gonna that's not gonna come out well no nope. clothing is a disposable art form ultimately like mm-hmm. those things when they're like historical archival pieces they have to be preserved like you could just wear a replica it would be fine exactly there's a reason why people handle those pieces of garments with gloves and with great care yeah. <laughs> so i already knew i'm like that's already messed up when it was on her body i'm like it's already done I already know it's already it's gone and of course because she walked in with a name and I'm sure a great let's be honest maybe a great chunk of money oh for sure of course then people realize oh we were in trouble (laughs) all the backlash that we received yeah Mm -hmm. again like it's the conversation is like well she had the money to do that so shouldn't she be allowed to do that and it's like right but should she be allowed to do that and like the person who owned that dress, if it's privately owned, it, that one in particular was not, but it's like a separate conversation. And should they be allowed to just like mishandle these things? I I don't have a perfect answer for that, unfortunately, but 
I think we're entering an era where we like are having more frank conversations about like what it looks like to preserve history. So mm-hmm. here we are. So don't good. even get me started on the museum in London. <laughs> Chaos. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to yes, this little, little mini-sode. <laughs> I know. Miss the rants. Our little mini-sode here. And um, please email us and also comment on our post in regard to yeah. this to this episode, your thoughts of what just occurred in Brentwood and what's going on in Hollywood. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I know that our, you guys have already started posting a lot on our last couple of posts in regards to the outcome of this wonderful news mm-hmm. of um, this motion that has been set by Tracy Parks. And we hope again, that it's just like community involvement. Yes, that's all it was. It's always mean, the solution. Like it really is. That just like, is the way. Like just our voices can be heard and there are people yeah. who are willing to hear them. And I was very I was very proud to have like sent those emails to the right people and yeah. to Sean and everything. And it was really great to know that, you know, we couldn't save Marilyn in the sixties, but we could save her sure. today. This was our way of saving her. Yeah. in a way and i thought that that was so powerful yeah and i hope that yeah this is finally done and it's recognized as a cultural yeah. historical monument because yeah. we can't demolish or bury history especially mm. here in los angeles and we cannot really? do that with marilyn monroe for sure yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um speaking of performances bryce you have one oh, yes. very soon Yes, we do. So our company, our theater company does basically three shows a year, like our season. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have a show coming up in October, which is like still so surreal because in many ways it still feels like we just did the show. That was the first show that you came and saw. Like that that was at the beginning of the year is so weird to me. And like the sort of unofficial theme of our season this year has been like shows that we have been working on or wanting to do for years so i was in you and i first met i mean now almost 10 years ago which is insane uh doing this show at the little school we worked at so ready to like kind of come full circle and now be doing it with our company and the musical we did in the summer is the show that I've known about for almost 20 years and went to New York to see. So to do that and have my sister come and see that. And so this show that we have coming up in October was written by an alumna uh, from Ada and she wrote this show and I knew about it again, almost like 10 years ago. So we've had this show kind of bouncing around wanting to do it in some form for almost a decade, over a decade now. So to finally be like doing it and finally like seeing it come to fruition. And I don't know, it's just been really cool and very like fulfilling and like a very interesting like bookend kind of year, frankly, but especially like with this upcoming one. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be really good. We're at the I'm Sherry. Again. Yeah. yeah. So I love the Sherry. They're such a cute little like theater and it's in mm-hmm. such a cool area in North Hollywood. And uh, this is a really beautiful show. It's funny because I am currently in the process almost done uh i'm writing a show that we'll be doing next year about my experience in an evangelical university and being queer in that space and what coming out in those kinds of spaces look like and deconstructing and i've been working amazing yeah and i've been writing that for i mean again like over a decade like i'm a very slow writer so (laughs) uh (laughs) It's and this show that we're doing in October is called Rant by Julia Hop. Hi, Julia. And it had a it really, really influenced the way that I told my story and the way that I wrote my show. So just to be doing it finally is like super surreal. Uh yes, that is in October, the second and third weekend in October. And where people can find tickets or learn more about uh, yeah, Firefly Theater Group. 
dot com. Uh, I think the link is actually still just in my Instagram bio. I'm definitely yes. too lazy to like change. <laughs> no, it's good because like I yeah, was, go to your bio at Sparking Assassin. These yeah, at Sparking Assassin, uh, and then yeah, you can get tickets there and yeah, see, like and it's an easy process to purchase your tickets. Yeah, and the Firefly yeah. Theater Group has an Instagram where we kind of post our things. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, again. We're in the joyous time of like slowly reintegrating into a more post-COVID world artistically. So this is mm-hmm. going to be fun. Yeah. Who says that there's no such thing as theater here in Los Angeles? There I mean, is. we're really we're really fighting the good fight. We it's are <laughs> uphill battle for sure. But like, I just refuse to believe. Like, we have the East West players who are so prolific, who are telling such important stories. Absolutely. We have theater of note. We have. I mean, literally dozens and dozens of mm-hmm. theater companies, uh, of theater spaces, and it, the fight is not done. Like the Amundsen just declared bankruptcy for, oh, yeah. uh, for the one theater wing of their corporation. So it's not the entire, uh, right? It's like not the entire company, but this one specific leg of it. So theater in LA is fighting for its life and. Yeah, I'm proud to be a very small part of that fight, but I think it's important. Here we are trying to fight to save historical places, and yeah. here we are trying to fight to get paid <laughs> to work in the industry and also to save theater. Yeah. It's a never-ending job here in Los Angeles, for sure. And in the world. I mean, historically, we're at a very interesting turning point. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I know. The oh, fight I know. goes on. And- <laughs> Before I go, I have a yes. little update. Oh, so yes. I wanted to share this with you guys. I know we were trying to like, you know, come to an end, but we're like, oh wait, let's oh we're not even close. <laughs> but we were talking about this earlier. So um, I got a little sign from Mia, oh, yes. and um, over the weekend we got her um, aquamated cremains. So Mia was my five-year-old boxer that unexpectedly mm-hmm. passed due to many ailments that she had been misdiagnosed with, and. Oh. Um, yeah, just it's yeah, it's it was terrible. But um, over the Labor Day weekend, my husband went out of town, and I had to stay because of work. And I was kind of dreading staying by myself. Of course, just one, the silence is so loud, and mm. two, um, I was expecting to receive her remains. And I'm like, great, I'm gonna be alone when I have to oh, yeah. accept them. And I remember, like, I was sitting in the living room. I'm like, oh me, I wish you were here. I wish you know. Mm-hmm. alone and i kid you not an hour later my friend calls me this was like late at night and um she's like hey i just had a major family emergency can you come by are you free right now can you come by and you know take care of joey oh my god uh, joey was mia's um best friend he's like an 85 pound pit bull he's uh-huh. a tub of love like he's uh-huh. this little pity poo in the world and i was like absolutely and I raced to go get him. I brought him back. And he was here with me when I was, you know, there to receive Mia's remains. And I thought, was that Mia, like, kind of, like, sending Joey, like, here. Yeah. Here, I'm going to send you my best friend. You're not yeah. going to be alone. And he's going to spend time with you. So just, just, you're going to be okay, mom. Kind yeah, of I thought that was really, sweet. I know, I thought that was really cool. It was really crazy that, you know, that just happened an hour after I, like, put that out. And yeah. he was there. He was to take care of me and yeah. at one point be a little brat <laughs> I had to go and it's all balanced for sure yeah yeah <laughs> can be both he's a little baby like I can't leave him by himself like I had a dinner date um with a friend on Sunday for two hours and he went crazy oh girl my left me a little dog. surprise in the kitchen I was like okay all right I took him on Emily took him on like a very long walk uh yesterday oh Finn <laughs> the the drama that we have been experiencing <laughs> because he is tired from his long walk. Like, so this is how they are. They're like, I'm here to like love you and support you and also be the biggest drama queen you've ever seen. So what you're saying that does not even surprise me a little. Oh yes. Oh, I'm blossomed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Joey. I know so it was really great. I wanted to share that with everyone. But yeah, there are always signs. Yeah. There's always signs out there that yeah. they're watching you. Yeah, and you have you, know. you have people on your you have energy, I guess I'll say, since I don't mm-hmm. know what happens to us after. Uh, but there's so many things, energies, spirits, people 
players on your team, you know? Mm -hmm. On everybody's team. Yes. Definitely feel it on my team as well. Yeah. Now we're going to bring it to a close. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. We'll see. We're going to plan some more um, episodes for the spooky (laughs) month of October. I'm so excited. There's a couple of people, exciting people that we're going to have on. And um, it's going to be a really great month of October. It's going to lo- it's going to be a lot going on. I just oh, realized like always the way October is the busiest month. Explosion for us. It used to be May, and now it's October. <laughs> yeah, it's always kind of been. I've always said this. Like ever since I worked at the school, once October hits, it might as well be the New Year. Like Happy New Year! Like Happy it's New October first. Happy New Year! Exactly. It's such a sprint to the end. All right, guys, if you love Holly Weird Paranormal Podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating yes, on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out a lot. Helps us become a little more visible. And if you also want to stalk us a little more, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Holly Weird Paranormal. And, of course, on the formerly known as Twitter X at HWP Podcast. Threads. We're on threads too at Hollywood Beer Normal. You could follow me at Haunted LA Girl on TikTok and follow me throughout my haunted adventures throughout Los yes. Angeles or any type of adventures throughout California. And of course, if you have a spooky story you're dying to share with us, no pun intended, you can send it over to our we- uh, to our email at hollywoodparanormal at gmail.com. And if you want to stalk us even more, you can go on our website, hollywoodparanormal.com. You could venture through our merch store. You can also listen to past episodes and seasons. And you can also venture to our Patreon page. So we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash hollywoodparanormal. And for as little as $1 or more per month, you can help support the podcast for however many months you want be one two or three a little does go a long way and we'll provide really? you with some little gifts stickers a coaster magnets and now i got these spooky little erasers they're uh, so yeah. i wanted to add more they're so adorable one is a ghost a cat and a pumpkin they're adorable and um Cute. you'll get all that as a thank you as a big thanks so kisses maybe not kisses we'll see so thank you to everyone who has tuned in, That's who's true. supported and has supported in the past. We truly do appreciate you guys. Keep on sending those scary stories our way. We have a couple already in our um, inbox. So we're excited to read them very soon because we always love doing a Listener's Tales episode. I love hearing Bryce's like voice break and crack a little bit. I know. I'm like, this stories. is the thing I'm going to go through without screaming into the microphone. False. It's always false. Yeah. And we also wanted to do a big shout out to our friends over at What's Up Weirdo Podcast, John Eel Tenney and Jessica Napik, and also our friends over at Southern Gothic Podcast and Necronomicast. Thank you guys for all your support in the past and for being our modern friends, of course. Yes. All right, guys, take care. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And always remember to stay Holly Weird. Yes. Do you have anything you want to say? Bye. Bye. Safe Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank you so much.